This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, members of Congress are looking to give federal employees another pay raise next year. A victim's rights group wants 2020 presidential candidates to promise to make changes to military justice. And another step towards making the Space Force a reality. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. A bicameral pair of Democrats want to guarantee a pay raise for federal employees in 2021. Virginia Congressman Jerry Connolly and Hawaii Senator Brian Schatz reintroduced the Federal Adjustment of Income Rates, or FAIR Act. The bill specifies a 3.5% adjustment in basic pay next year. It makes no mention of locality pay adjustments. This is the sixth year Connolly has introduced the legislation, though the raises themselves have varied throughout the years. Democrats on the House Oversight and Reform Committee are interested in developing new legislation to improve whistleblower protections for federal employees. Whistleblower advocates say members should reaffirm the rights whistleblowers already have to remain anonymous. They also suggest Congress give federal whistleblowers the option to take retaliation cases to court. Federal employees are the only major sector among state, local, and some private sector employees who don't have the right to take their cases to district court. A warning to the Bureau of Prisons. It must keep employee and contractors aware of their own whistleblower protection rights. The Justice Department's Office of Inspector General says a BOP contractor did attempt to retaliate against one of its employees after he or she made a protected disclosure directly to a BOP official and was subsequently placed on a six-month probationary period. The employee wasn't allowed to have any contact with the BOP official during that time. The Justice IG says the BOP contractor did not inform their employees of their whistleblower rights. The IG says BOP must ensure its contractors are complying with whistleblower law. President Trump expects to appoint two new members to his panel of scientific advisors. Theresa Mayer, executive vice president for research at Purdue University, and Hussein Tobey from the University of Texas's Cancer Center, would serve on the president's Council of Advisors on Science and Technology. The council consists of 16 members and is chaired by White House Office of Science and Technology Policy Director Kelvin Drogemeyer. The council holds its first meeting this year on February 3rd. This federal IT executive is retiring after 30 years in government. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has the story. Renee Wynn, NASA's chief information officer, is retiring on March 31st. Wynn has been NASA's CIO since 2015 and is one of the longest-serving departmental IT executives across government. Wynn says she has no immediate plans for her post-retirement career. Wynn also worked at EPA for 24 years before coming to NASA. It's unclear who will replace Wynn even on an acting basis. Jeff Seaton has been NASA's deputy CIO since 2018 and is a former CIO of the Langley Research Center. I'm Jason Miller. Protect Our Defenders, a prominent organization for survivors of military sexual assault, is calling on 2020 presidential candidates to sign a pledge for military justice reform. This pledge would remove prosecutorial authority from the chain of command for non-military crimes like rape and murder. Protect Our Defenders says the pledge empowers independent, trained prosecutors rather than commanders when it comes to those crimes. Candidates like Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, and Andrew Yang already have platforms that support the pledge. 
An internal review by U.S. Special Operations Command finds continuous combat conditions over the last 20 years are partly responsible for problems with misconduct in the ranks. The report, released yesterday, pointed to a culture that puts too much emphasis on fighting and not enough on leader development and discipline. A new audit finds the Defense Department does not have a clear picture of whether its Sealift fleet is ready to carry troops and equipment into combat. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has details. The Pentagon's Inspector General reviewed data from 2017 and 2018 and found that both the Military Sealift Command and the U.S. Maritime Administration are producing inaccurate reports about whether ships are ready to be activated. In some cases, contractors reported ships are ready to deploy when they didn't meet the military's readiness standards. The IG says the faulty data could lead commanders to make bad assumptions about how quickly forces can be deployed around the world. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. The Army Research Office is finding ways to thwart adversaries from fooling the Army's artificial intelligence object recognition. Currently, hackers can place a set of pixels in an image that throw off the artificial intelligence, causing it to categorize images incorrectly. The Army is funding a team at Duke University to figure out those pixel patterns and eventually get computers to weed out those images. The service wants to use object recognition so computers can point out possible adversaries. The Defense Department is putting the final touches on a new cybersecurity standard for government contractors. DOD is expected to release version 1 of the Cybersecurity Maturity Model Certification, or CMMC, on Friday. The Pentagon has been working with industry for over a year to develop this new approach to securing vendor technology supply chains. DOD also expects to begin training third-party assessment organizations this spring to certify vendors meet the CMMC standards. The Navy Reserve launches a new application that allows reserve sailors to apply for opportunities in the force. The app, called ZipServe, allows reservists to apply for jobs, view enhanced details about positions, and monitor the status of applications. ZipServe can be used for annual training, special work, active duty training, and for definite recall. The app will replace the ad portal and mobilization portal, which are currently in use by reserve sailors. Proof the Space Force is for real. It's starting to list job openings. Here's Federal News Network's Tom Temin with more. You can find them at usajobs.gov, the government's main place to post job openings. Search Space Force and you'll come up with 39 jobs. And not clerks or mailroom staff either. Nine of the listings are for GS-15 level managers at nearly $143,000 in salary. For instance, Space Force is looking for three supervisory program analysts and a supervisory management analyst also a supervisory human resources specialist. The other jobs are GS-12 through 14. I'm Tom Temin. And with the Trump Hotel potentially up for sale, the General Services Administration once again finds itself in uncharted territory. If the Trump Organization finds a buyer for its 100-year lease of the old post office, GSA will have just 45 days to approve the sale and transfer of the lease. GSA Administrator Emily Murphy said the agency would vet the buyer's financials and their experience with maintaining historic properties. Last Thursday marked the deadline for vendors to submit initial bids for the old post office lease. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One, and follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. 